everybody, and welcome back to the Magic Fandom Podcast. I am Alyssa. And I am Shoeless Joe Jackson. Oh, I love it. I didn't know who you were going to be this week. That's a good one. All right. We are back with another week of baseball for everybody. We are super excited to be talking about these next two movies. Yes. We went from a classic uh, kids' comedy kids baseball movies yeah. to uh, two classic family yeah, definitely. Well, not necessarily adult, but I mean. No, but these two are very much more dramatic. Yes. Than yes. the other two. Uh-huh. Um, we'll be talking about a league of their own and field of dreams yes. today. Um, a league of their own came out in 1992, and field of dreams came out in 1989. Okay. So again, we're pretty kind close. Of sticking around. I think the last two we did was in '93. Yeah. So within what five years, yeah. four years, something yeah. like that. That's cool. Okay, so I want to know because I know best we're baseball movies from the from the nineties, early nineties. <laughs> yeah, um, I want to know because I know we're going to talk about um, each of them separately. But I want to know when slash how you saw these for the first time. Like, definitely, probably saw a league of their own and Field of Dreams. Probably both with my family. Okay, when I was young. same. And I, I feel like we're the opposite, though, in that I've watched League of Their Own way more times than I've seen Field of Dreams. Um, to be f- honest, I think I've only ever seen both of these once or twice. Oh, really? Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, um, Field of Dreams was like, I don't remember which one I was talking about last week, but Field of Dreams was as if I was watching it for the first time yeah, the other night. That was, like you said, the Sandlot was. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I know that I had seen it. I know that I had watched it with my family, but I just didn't remember... Just how many turns it took. Like, yeah. I'm excited to get into that. For a, uh, a movie about baseball, not very much baseball. No, played. no, um, it's true. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So I'm excited to chat about that. But we're going to talk about League of Their Own first, right? Yes. All right. Uh, so like I said, this came out in 1992. This was uh, directed by Penny Marshall. Good old uh, Penn. Who we've talked about on this podcast. Yes, we have. Um, because she was in Hocus Pocus. Mm-hmm. Which her brother Gary Marshall directed, mm-hmm. and Gary Marshall was in this. And Gary Marshall was in this, as well was Gary Marshall's daughter, Penny Marshall's daughter. Uh, Wait, in League of Their Own? Mm-hmm. Nah. And like a niece or something. Wait, like who who did they play? Uh, give me a moment, and I will. I did not know I this. I have a fun fact about this. Let me see if I can find it. That's exciting. Um. Uh, I'm not going to be able to find it that quick. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Um, well, A League of Their Own, I loved so much when I was younger, but I feel like um, this was the first time that I had seen it as a, quote, adult. And so I feel like I got way more out of it this time than I did when I was a kid because when I was younger, maybe not a kid, but like when I was a teenager, I was obsessed with, like the outfits and yes. the story, you often and mention the outfits even oh. before we watch this, just in passing. I've always wanted yes uh, a Rockford Peach outfit. Yes, I have wanted to be a Rockford Peach since I was like seventeen. I want that outfit so bad. Um, but I mean, I it was it was very like surface level for me when I was younger, and watching it again the other night, just I got so much more out of it because there it's way more dramatic than I remember. I mean, all of the. Um, I mean, Tom Hanks is a drunk, and then and then everybody's husband is off to war. Someone's yeah. husband doesn't come back. Like, it's just a lot of drama that I yeah. did not, that kind of went over my head when I was younger. So I'm excited to get into that. Did you find it? Yes, I found it. Uh, so Penny Marshall cast her daughter Tracy Reiner uh, as Betty Spaghetti. Oh my gosh, Betty Spaghetti! Yes, and her brother Gary Marshall as Walter Harvey. Uh, and that was last minute because uh, they couldn't afford her original choice, which was Christopher Walken. <laughs> um, she also cast her niece Kathleen Marshall, Gary's daughter, as outfielder Mumbles Brockman. I don't remember her. She was on she the was, peaches? They mentioned her quickly because she said something and was like, she's mumbling. Oh, yeah, they oh. call her Mumbles. Okay, like all right, cool. But it was not the one who couldn't read. Oh, because that was a Cusack. A Cusack. Uh, and, and Cusack. And Cusack. Joan Cusack and John Cusack's sister. Who, if you look at her, she looks exactly Just like Just like Joan, yeah. Um, and even that was something that went over my head, was that she was left up there after the tryouts because she couldn't read oh, and someone had to read, go help her. Yeah. Like, It's just all... I just feel like it's such a well-written story 
and the way that it all plays out is really great. And I, we've talked on this podcast before about how we love a where are they now element. Mm-hmm. And this was all about that because it started with Gina Davis in, quote, present time, looking back on yes. her time as a Rockford Peach. And then it kind of circled back at the end to her um, in old age makeup again. <laughs> nah, no, no. No, that was Gina Davis. I'm I'm promising you it was not. Shut your mouth. Is that it true? It was, uh, let me find it because that was Lynn Cartwright. It truly looked just was, like her. It was Gina Davis's voice. Oh. So Lynn Cartwright played the older Dottie <gasps> physically, but her voice was dubbed by Gina Davis. I truly, my whole life, thought that that was Gina Davis and really good you, makeup. I remember you said that when the movie started, yeah. and I was like, that doesn't look like her. I, I thought it looked like her a lot, but like It looks in like her maybe a little bit, but I did not. Me being the horror guy that I am, yeah. a lot of prosthetics and stuff are used in the horror stuff. Sure. So I feel like I'm pretty good at picking out prosthetics. And I was like, either that is the world's greatest prosthetics, <laughs> or that's just an old person. I My mind is blown right now. Forever, I thought that that was just Gina Davis and good makeup. Wow. Yeah, it was not. Okay, shout out. What's her name? Linda Cartwright? Lynn, Lynn Cartwright. Lynn Cartwright. Shout out. I'm very sorry that I have um, erased you from um, my memory. We're going to run through uh, the rest of the cast real quick. Yeah. Uh, this movie stars Tom Hanks as Jimmy Dugan, mm-hmm. a washed up baseball player uh, that is now in charge of coaching... Uh, the All-American Girls Professional Baseball League. And I think... The Rockford Peaches. I think that I had said this when we were watching it, but, like, seeing Tom Hanks as, like, a sloppy, jerk, drunk character was so weird to me. Because I guess well, I've just... been that character before. Uh, maybe I just haven't... Like, I'm not used to him because all the Tom Hanks roles that I know and love are, like, stand-up gentlemen. Or, you know, cowboys. <laughs> so, cowboys? Um, Woody, hello. Oh, yeah. He's not... <laughs> Yeah, I don't, yeah. But I mean, but you get what I but, mean. It's just I mean, like everything that I've seen him in has been like wholesome. He was a bad guy in the circle. I never saw that. That was with. Uh, I couldn't Emma tell you. Watson. Oh, okay. Um, but my thing is like everything, every Tom Hanks movie that yes. I love is because he is like a wholesome, wholesome good, guy. good guy. And yeah. so seeing him like this was crazy. I mean, he is a little bit of a redemption at the end, but yeah. like it was just crazy. And it's a testament to his acting because he was very good. Next up we have Gina Davis playing Dottie Henson, which is arguably the star of... Mm-hmm. Uh, we see it through her eyes kind yeah, of thing. The, yeah. Um, wasn't the original choice. Ooh, who was it? Wasn't second choice. Girl... Uh, and was the third choice. Okay, so um, who was supposed to play Dottie? Deborah Winger. Okay, I'm not familiar. Um, let's see, what was she... Uh, or what was she? I mean... What was what she? What was she in? <laughs> um, she was in An Officer and a Gentleman, Urban Cowboy, uh, Terms of Endearment. Um, Interesting. Yes. So, okay. uh, she was supposed to, but a few days before, uh... Uh, oh, that's, let's see. No, this was, yeah, she took over a few days before filming started. Oh. Um, let's see. And then I, I, I know I read somewhere that there was another actress that was, um, supposed to play. Oh, uh, Farrah Fawcett wanted to play the part. Hmm. Um, and she was physically able to do so, but Penny Marshall said she was just a little too old. Interesting. Um, Interesting. I thought Gina find... Davis did a great job. Oh, I thought she did too. Yeah. Um, I can't find the third lady that was uh, up for that role. Um, anywho. Yeah, moving on. Um, moving on. Uh, Kit Keller is played by Lori Petty. Um, mind-blowing because she was in Orange is the New Black, and she looks completely different. But... She has the same acting style. Like her, she's got, I mean, I, I say this in the in the most loving way. She's got the crazy eyes. Do mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And so when she was in Orange is the New Black, she kind of played up that crazy and she had like chopped off all her hair and it was black and she had glasses and it was, she just looked completely different than she did in this movie. But I was like, oh my God, she's from Orange is the New Black. Uh, 
Yeah, uh, she she's in pr- prison. I guess she's yeah. Les- she's one of the she's prisoners. a lesbian in real life. I don't know about in real life. Uh, I have no idea. Uh, next up, we have Madonna, mm-hmm. who played May Mortabito. I um, love her I character. Don't like Madonna. So okay, like, but separate Madonna from the character. It's a good character. I can't. Yes, you can. You're, Not you're a smart man. After reading some of the fun facts that I have about her. Oh, okay, all right, fine. Go ahead. Um. Then we have Rosie O'Donnell, who plays Doris Murphy. Which, what did you say when we were watching it? Because I thought it was really funny. Cue from Impractical Jokers? No. They look alike. Do they? They do. It's uncanny how much they look alike. <laughs> they no. even make jokes about it on Impractical Jokers. I can't remember what I said. Okay, so we were... Oh, I can only... I, yeah. I, like, anytime I hear her, I just picture Turk from... From Tarzan. Tarzan. <laughs> Um, Which is so true, especially I can't, I in can't this. Not hear it. Well, because she has such a New York accent New York in this. Accent, yeah. yeah. Um, next up, we have Megan Cavanaugh playing Maria Hooch. Um, Marla. Oh yeah. Yeah, Marla, yeah, yeah. Marla Hooch. Sorry. I do like her. She's got a fun little arc. Uh, Tracy Reiner playing Betty Horn. Betty Spaghetti. Betty Spaghetti. Uh, Biddy Schram. Playing Evelyn Gardner. Who, uh, those of you who are fans of Monk, know her as Sharona. She was Monk's assistant for a really long time. Sharona. (laughs) Um, Anne Cusack as Shirley Baker. Mm -hmm. Love her. Um, Anne Ramsey as Helen Haley. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's see. Uh, Renee Coleman as LF. I don't know what that means. Yeah, I don't Um, remember. Yeah, that's all. Like, there's there's several other people that you know you see throughout the um, those movie. Those are the mains. Um, but those were the main ones that did most of the uh, talking. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, very big cast. Oh, huge, huge cast! Uh, and I feel like all lot, of the lot of stuff going, on. and they all like really kind of. I mean, it's a baseball team, so there's always yes. there's a lot of. Talking and going back and forth. Yeah, and they play off of each other very, very well. I feel like they all had really great chemistry together. Like, you could, you, I bought that they were all friends. You know? They mm-hmm. did a good job with that. Um, so, you love this movie. What, what are, what's your favorite part of this movie? That's a great question. I, I love, um, I honestly love the initial tryouts, just because mm-hmm. it shows everybody coming together. Yeah. Um, I also love the bar scene when they all sneak out oh, to the bar and, sneak out, and everybody's yeah. dancing. Madonna gets a great dance number. Um, like she's being thrown around, um, swing dancing and all that stuff. But a bunch of people, a bunch of other people dance too. Um, and then Marla is just randomly singing cause she got too drunk. I mean, Marla's character is just so yes. funny to me. Um, but there are a lot of really good parts. There's a lot of, um, the overall theme is what I really love. It's very, um, it's very girl power, especially of the time. And so I loved that aspect of it. Um, obviously the iconic, there's no crying in baseball. There's no crying in baseball. The number 54, um, let me make sure I'm getting this right. Number 54 movie quote of all time. Wow. Out of 100 by the American Film Institute. I mean, I'm, I'm not surprised that it made the list. It is a very good one. It's a very good one. Um, yeah, I just, I love, like I said, as a kid, I loved all the surface level parts of it. I loved the costumes. Mm-hmm. I loved um, the friendships and all of that stuff. But again, watching it the other night, I loved it for the the drama and the story and the writing. Like the um, telegram scene is not my favorite part yeah, because it breaks your heart, but it is so real, like of the yeah. time, you know? And yeah. so... Um, yeah, that scene always sticks out to me. And then um, I liked the arc of Tom Hanks's character and how the girls kind of taught him as much as he teaches them kind mm-hmm. of a thing. Because at the beginning, he didn't really coach at all, you yeah. know. And But they kind of help each other through it all. And then he ends up, what, he, he stays as the coach? Or yeah, he, he gets offered a job at the minor leagues. Okay. He turns it down. He's like, have a job here. Right, right, so, right. Okay, yeah. yeah. I did. I I was kind of sad that he was not alive for the um, where are they now at the very end with the museum and yeah. all of that stuff. There were a bunch of people that I wish were there that weren't. Um, yeah. Kind of makes me sad, but I guess that's real life as well. Um, but I did love that part when everybody comes back and um, Gina Davis. Well, not Gina Davis. 
apparently Lynn Cartwright <laughs> uh, gets to see all her friends again. And all those women mm-hmm. were former baseball players. Former <gasps> Amer- uh, all American girls professional baseball league. Players. I'm gonna start crying. I um, love that. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah I want to hear your fun facts because I have some oh, fun. I got, I got some good. Ones. I have a few fun facts about Field of Dreams, but I don't have any for this, so I'm excited. Uh, so one thing, the film portrays the All American Girls Professional Baseball League mm-hmm. uh, as initially unpopular and unprofitable. Mm-hmm. Now it was not true at all. So they were famous. They were immediately popular and profitable right from the beginning oh wow because it started and they mostly played in the upper midwest which at the time had no way of watching live baseball okay the games didn't get broadcast there and so uh it eventually grew to a 10 10 10 team two division league um but when uh televised baseball games began in the early 50s uh, that started the decline of the league. Okay, gotcha. So it, it was not hard out. Yeah. And like there was immediately people watching. Sure, um, sure. Uh, so that was a little little bit different. Yeah. Um, they did, in fact, go to Charm and Beauty School. Um, oh, I did think that, that was a funny That was aspect. true. They went to uh, Helena Rubenstein Beauty Salon to be made over and attended Helena Rubenstein's evening charm school after afternoon practices where they were taught proper etiquette, hygiene, and the dress code. There you go. And that was all strictly enforced. So that that part was true. Okay. Shout out, Helena. Um, I want to bring something up because when I read this, I was like, you know, that that makes sense. Okay. Um, And I feel like it doesn't get done now. Okay. Um, so there's a brief scene where Dottie and Ellen Sue are playing catch, uh, the blonde. The, yeah, oh yeah, former Miss Georgia. Uh-huh. And at one point the ball is overthrown and, um, it ends up near the small, I'm quoting, colored section of the okay. baseball field. And you see a, a black woman walk over and pick the ball up and throw it way Crazy. past Gina Davis to Ellen yeah. Sue. Yeah, yeah. Um, and... They then the woman like nods at Dottie and they like yeah they acknowledge mm-hmm. um, and the, uh, they said that it bothered us that we had to do that but we also wanted to be historically accurate sure so we had to do that sure they it, that was just the times like we would have loved to have a more diverse cast but that wasn't what the nineteen right. forties right 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 like right. we can't. They they couldn't um, make it up just for diversity. Sure, sure. Like, but the fact that they even had that little scene in yeah, there the, was cool. Can, and that was kind of an homage also uh, to like the Jackie Robinson. Um, and even though Jackie Robinson at this point in time was playing in the major leagues and had desegregated it, the MLB, that it still was not uh, allowed in that league. Sure. So they said we didn't want to do it. But we had to because that's, be accurate. that's the truth of the matter. Yeah, yeah. Um, but and, like I said, I'm I'm glad that there was even a scene that acknowledged yeah, yeah. that. They it didn't even have they, to do yeah, that. They didn't have to do that. Um, but And to acknowledge the fact that we can acknowledge now that it was definitely not a good thing to have done. No. But if we're going to be historically depicting things we need to do it historically and that includes the bad things the negative sure yeah we can't have everything be sunshines and rainbows for sure um this one i thought was pretty interesting they did pay a lot of attention to detail within this uh it is mentioned that Dottie's husband um was in italy okay and when he gets back you see his uniform has um it's a uh, T on his uniform. It's like a patch. Mm-hmm. Um, and that actually makes a whole lot of sense because he would have been attached to um, the uh, 36th Division from Texas. And uh, the 36th Division was in Italy. Oh, so, cool. So, like, they, they made sure to... Uh, 
um, match that up real well. And like yeah. He, and then there's another little fun fact that I guarantee you no one has noticed. Okay. That's not true. I'm sure someone has. <laughs> so Dottie and her husband, Bill Pullman, who actually was in this movie as a favor okay. to Penny Marshall. Uh, this is this is Casper's. Casper, yeah. I was going to say Casper's, Casper's dad. dad but Christina Ricci's Christina dad. Christina Ricci's dad and Casper. Yes. Uh, which we'll talk about soon. Foreshadowing. Uh, foreshadowed. Uh, so they aren't going to be able to go. Their, their intent was they were in Illinois and they were talking about going home to Oregon. Yes. Driving. They had they had a, a model. Was it Model A that they were driving? Oh, in, I don't I think. know. I think it was a Model A. Um, would not have gotten very far. I'm sure not. Uh, in the uh, front wind, windshield of the car, there was a A gasoline ration stamp. Okay. Because in World War II, there was gas rationing. Yeah. And so the A stamp designated uh, the, enti- the, the holder. It entitled the holder to four gallons of gas a week. Wow. So it would have taken them... I don't know. How far is Illinois from Oregon? <laughs> like a long <laughs> How far way. could you go on four gallons? Oh my um, gosh. It would have taken them, I don't know, six years to get to Oregon. Wow. So the whole thing of like Dottie coming back and being like, well, we didn't get very far before we turned around. Like was yeah, probably was like, we didn't have enough gas. We got three gallons down the road. <laughs> and it was like, ugh. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. I do love that they are being as accurate as they can be, though, with all mm-hmm. of the, those little details and stuff. They didn't have to do that. That's awesome. Okay, I want to hear the Madonna tea. Oh, um, so... Uh, let's see, let me find... Was she difficult on set? I, it, nothing like that. Okay, okay so okay. during the filming of the World Series game, Sure, so at the final end. game between the Racine uh-huh. Bells uh-huh. and the Rockford Peaches. Uh-huh. Um, it took all day. It was 100 degree weather. Yikes. Um, there was tons of fans in the stand. Sure. In period pieces. So they were all wearing like wool clothing because yeah. that's what they wore back then. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so all the stars took turns entertaining the unpaid extras that were just in the stands. Cute. So Tom Hanks did puppet shows over the dugout. Aww. And was doing, Rosie O'Donnell got up and did stand-up. I love it. And a bunch of various actors pretended to be Madonna because <gasps> when she was asked to sing in front of the fans, uh, she balked at the idea. What does balk mean? Um, well, it's also a baseball term, so I kind of like the way that they put that. <laughs> But uh, basically, it means like she didn't want to. She's like, "Why would I? I'm not being paid to sing." <gasps> like, that's mean. Yeah, I mean, she's diva. Oh, never, I mean, never was a big fan of Madonna. Here's the thing: I'm not surprised that she was. She had diva tendencies. However, she was like surprisingly good acting wise in this role. I thought. Um, and I loved her dynamic with Rosie O'Donnell. I thought the two of them played off of each other very well. I will give them that. They yeah. they did real well with each other. Yeah, for sure. Uh, guess who the two best players on the team were? In real life? In real life. <gasps> Ooh, okay, wait. Um, Lori Kelly. No, what's her name? Wait, is that her name? No. Lori, Lori Petty? Petty. Lori Petty. We know a Lori Kelly, which is why my yeah. brain Lori, <laughs> went there. Lori Petty. Lori Petty, was it her? Was she one of them? She was one of them. Nice! Okay, you know how I know? Because her her leg went up so far when she pitched. Her leg went up. You know what I'm saying? Oh, she yeah, looked sure. real. It looked real. Um, and... I don't know. I don't know who the other one is. Rosie O'Donnell. Shut up! Oh my gosh. That is amazing. I love that. Um, in fact... Uh, Lori Petty was faster than Gina Davis, so she had to run slower, but pretend like she was running as fast as, as, she, fast could. as she could. Well, because Gina Davis is supposed to be like the yeah. star. Now, all of the actresses, except for Gina Davis, did all of their own stunts. Cool. Um, and I think Gina Davis did a lot of them. I was going to say, which the, ones didn't she the, do? The split. Oh. So she could do the splits... But she couldn't do the slide into the splits. Yeah. So she had to have a stunt 
performer come up and do the slide into the splits. Okay. And then she got into the split position. Got it. And they got that that shot. That shot. So. Okay. Uh, gotcha. And she's a tall lady. She's she got is long a tall lady. legs. She's got long legs. Um, and I did love <laughs> the because obviously like. I know we are past Alyssa's costume corner, but like the Rockford Peach outfits are adorable, but they're not very practical for playing baseball. And they even said that. They were like, we can't slide in that. And then remember that like gnarly bruise the girl got after sliding? Shut. And it it was there for over a year. (gasps) Most of the injuries that the girls have throughout the show are real. Are real because they all did their own. I did notice. um, Lori Petty, who played Kit at the very end when she was talking to Gina Davis's character, her sister, she was all bandaged up. She had band-aids all over her hands and stuff. So I'm guessing that was probably real too. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's some commitment. Gosh, that bruise was unreal. Okay. I want to see. I think I got all of my notes out there. Oh, I did want to shout out um, the new show really quick, A League of Their Own, because it just premiered a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago. Um, I personally have not watched it yet. I'm super excited to watch it. Will you watch it with me or no? Uh, you don't have to. Maybe. I'll, I'll check out the first episode. Okay. I know there's people in it that I like. Yes. Well, it's um, created slash written by um, Abby Jacobson of Broad City. And well, I love her. Created is a interesting word of something well, not that's created. already made. Correct. Correct. But maybe readapted. Sure. Um. And I love her so much, and I'm very excited to see what she does with it. And then Darcy Carden, who we know from Broad City and from The Good Place as Janet, is in it as well. Yes. Um, and so I'm very excited to watch that. I've heard nothing but great things about it. Um, I just haven't seen it yet, so I just wanted to shout that out real quick. How did we watch this? Did we rent it? Um, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We rented this. Field of Dreams is on Field Hulu. Field of Dreams is on Hulu or... Stars. It's with Stars. Mm-hmm. So if you have Stars, you can watch yeah. it. Um, yeah. But yeah, we, I think we rented it uh, a league of their own yeah. on Amazon Prime. Okay, cool. Well, I love it. I cannot say enough good things about it. And I was super excited to watch it again. Any other fun facts before we move on? Uh, no, I'm, I'm done with my fun facts. Alrighty, let's move on to Field of Dreams. I got some fun facts for you on this one. Cool. Uh, Field of Dreams. Um, this is a classic baseball movie with very little baseball. Yeah, probably the least amount of baseball of the four of that the, we've watched. the four that we've watched. Absolutely, I would agree with that. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, this is more, uh story of a man um who basically hears voices yeah uh here's a voice he's a farmer um him and his wife and kid uh, move to an iowa farm they start working on it he hears a voice in his field of corn saying if you build it he will come mm-hmm. over and over and over over and over again he's like, what does that mean and then he's like baseball so he he cuts over his crop most of it, or some of it, mm-hmm. uh, and makes a baseball field. They sink everything. I mean, with lights and and, and bleachers and, and the backstop. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, he, he does it all. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all to help ease the pain of who they don't know. He keeps hearing voices. Yes. Um, and so he, he then goes on a trip to find a famous... Writer played by, uh, well, let's just go over the cast real quick. Well, I was going to say, before even that happens, um, Shoeless Joe Jackson appears yeah, on the he, field. Yeah, he's the first one to, to appear. So this this movie is based off the book Shoeless Joe. Yes. Um, and that by is, W.P. Kinsella. So Kinsella is the last name of Ray and the family. That's, that's oh, the name. Oh, that is the last name, um, isn't it? Yeah. And so I have a little bit of a fun fact about the novel. Um, the novel was written in 1982, um, and writer W.P. Kinsella wrote it while he was at the Iowa Writers' Workshop. So he was in Iowa when he wrote it. Um, and in the novel, our hero, Ray, starts to hear a voice encouraging him to build a baseball field in the middle of his farm. The voice also tells him to kidnap his favorite writer, which in the book is actually J.D. Salinger. Oh. So... Um, 
In typical, oh, okay, so then in typical reclusive writer fashion, J.D. Salinger threatened to sue them if they used his name in the movie. So that's why he became the fictional Terrence Mann. Terrence Mann, played so, by James Earl Jones, who, who this, we talked about last week. He was in another baseball movie. Uh, um, and then someone else, um, Art LaFleur, who yes. uh, was the Tooth Fairy in Santa Claus, <laughs> but also he was in... Um, he played Babe, the Great Bambino, in Sandlot. In the Sandlot. Yes, and so and he was also one of the baseball players in this movie. So lots of crossover. Chick Gandil, the first baseman. Yep, lots and lots of crossover here. Um, so Shoeless Joe Jackson is played by the recently passed Ray Liotta. Yep, and it's one of his more iconic roles that, he, uh, that he's well known for. And he looks so young in this. He I was does like, look whoa, so young. man. Um, uh, Karen Kinsella, the daughter, was mm-hmm. played by Gabby Hoffman, who. We, we've seen her in stuff, right? Like, yeah, I looked her up. Out. I looked her up. I know her from Girls on HBO. She was in that. Um, I, but she was in a ton of other stuff. I don't. Uncle Buck. That's yes. What I, she was the uh, daughter in Uncle Buck. Mm-hmm. And and um, Ray's wife in this movie was also in Uncle Buck. I can't remember yes. her real name. Uh, Ray's wife, um, played by Amy Madigan, mm-hmm. uh, was also, yes, also in Uncle Buck as well. So my other fun fact for you while we're talking about excuse me, while we're talking about Amy Madigan. So I told you this while we were watching it because I looked up Amy Madigan because I thought I recognized her from something. Turns out she was an Uncle Buck amongst other things. Um, But her husband is none other than Ed Harris, who's, you know, acclaimed actor. We know Ed Harris from a bunch of different things. Westworld more recently, that that's just the first thing that comes to mind, but he's been in a ton of stuff. Um, Guess who plays the voice in Field of Dreams? Ed Ed Harris. Harris. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. So he's the voice that Ray hears. That's it, It's played um, by Ed Harris. Yep, pretty cool. Very cool. Um, so yeah, this movie, uh, as she was kind of describing with the book, uh, it goes very similarly with that. So he hears voices. He goes to not kidnap. It doesn't kidnap in the, no. in the movie. <laughs> no. Uh, Terrence, or James Earl Jones' character, Terrence Mann, comes mm-hmm. quite willingly. Yeah, um, after some persuasion. He, well, he hears, he starts to hear the voices too. Right. Um, and so, yeah, basically, they. Uh, it it's kind of hard to explain. Kind really. of is. Uh, well, I just I feel like, like if you haven't seen this movie, the um, the plot is not linear. It just it goes in a bunch of different directions, and so it is kind of hard to explain. I mean, I would say it's linear. I would. I don't know. That was a long pause. I apologize. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of how to word what I want to say. Yeah. Um, there is a lot of... There's a lot of exposition. There is. Um, there's a lot of, uh, like, kind of filling in. It's kind of like... A, it's it's a mystery. It is. It's, and- it's a mystery movie surrounding baseball. Yes. Um, it's also way more supernatural than I remember. It is extremely supernatural. Because <laughs> I remember there being ghosts, obviously, that like yeah. come back and play. But then I'm like, there's plot. time travel. <laughs> there, yes, there's time travel. Um, there's this whole plot where some of the people see the ghosts and some of them, some of them don't. And it's not really and explained. It's not explained. And then um, I remembered the ending being different. Okay, what did you remember? For some reason, in my head. So, you know, they kind of go into the corn. Mm-hmm. For some reason in my head, to me, it ended like, they, and they just kept on coming back, playing baseball. Okay. Until one by one, it was like their time was up. Like they had, yeah. they had done what they, they crossed they, over. They or had done what they wanted to do. They had had their life. And so, one by one, all of them would go back into the corn and never and come, not back. come back. And then. Like for some reason, this plays in my head that uh, Ray Liotta's Shoeless Joe was the last one, and he would keep coming back, and they would play and play, and then it would just be Ray and uh, 
Ray. <laughs> yeah. Kevin Costner Ray and Ray Liotta Shoeless Joe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one day he's just like, I think I'm ready. And then he goes back. Yeah. For some reason, that's the way I remembered it in my head. Yeah. And so when it ended... I mean, that'd the, be a great ending. I feel like it would be such a better <laughs> ending than the way it ended. Okay. I wanted to ask you about this ending because I was not satisfied by I, the ending. You definitely aren't. I, that's, what, that's what I'm getting at. I like, will say... I, I hated the ending so bad the first time I saw this. That I just made up. You made a, up. You repressed it and made it in up. My head. I compl- I don't blame you at all. But okay, I had this question for you because, again, spoiler alert: if you haven't seen Field of Dreams, where you been? Sorry about it. Um, I did love the fact that his dad, Ray. Um, I'm sorry, Kevin Costner's character's dad, was there the whole time because the whole thing of if you build it, he will come. Mm-hmm. He, the whole movie, Kevin Costner thought it was Shoeless Joe and the guys, yeah. but the he in question was actually his father because he has all of this like unresolved yes. stuff with his dad and he talks about his dad all the time and all of this stuff. And so I like that that was resolved at the end and they, they got to talk, he got to talk to his dad's younger self, which was very cool. Mm-hmm. I loved that aspect of it. But I have a question about James Earl Jones. Are we to believe that he walked into the corn and died? Um, I, hmm. right? I'm confused about that. He said that he was gonna write a book about this. Okay. Which makes me think he's gonna he he would come back. So he's allowed to come back because he fully disappeared, like the ghosts do. Like he didn't just walk into the corn; he walked into the corn and then disappeared, like the ghosts. But do. then the movie ends, right? Right. Like it's the the same night he goes in there is the same night that the movie ends on. Yeah. Right? So, okay, so he could allegedly come back. He could have come back, but to me, what you just said is what makes more sense. That he died. That he, that this was also kind of a, he can finally let himself go. Sure, sure. From all the being mad at everything. Yes, yes. And, I mean, uh, I like to think that. Because otherwise... I'm so confused by it. <laughs> I'm just like, what? And then um, the whole Moonlight Graham of it all, the other character, I did like um, that, you know, he he started out playing baseball and then he had another calling and he became a doctor and he helped, you know, however many people throughout his career because he was a doctor for way longer than he was a baseball player, right? And so then at the end we see his younger self. That was another thing, another time travel thing. They're on their way back from their road trip and they pick up a hitchhiker and it's a young Moonlight Graham. Like, <laughs> it's insanity. But anyway, he gets to play baseball again with mm-hmm. the guys and whatever as his young self. But when Karen, Ray's daughter, falls off the bleachers, he turns into his older self and becomes the doctor again because that is what he was truly called to do question mark yeah okay yeah. okay he um yeah that i think that's because it was him making that decision again right but this time he got to make it right um because he was let go mm-hmm. um and then never played again okay um and so yeah that's what i want to that's what i got from it okay. that, that it allowed him to make that decision for himself. Okay. That's I like what, that. You, what you really want. I like that. I just needed a clarification on that um, whole thing. Because, again, so much happened in this movie that, you know, I don't know. That, of course, it all kind of connects, but there were just so many little details that I was just like, what? But I liked it. I enjoyed it. Um, do you... Oh, okay. Uh, do you have a favorite part of this one? Um... I don't know. I like all this stuff. Like, the whole mystery part of it was fun. Just yeah. uh, Kevin Costner and James Earl Jones going back and forth yeah. and talking and figuring things out. I, I really liked all that stuff because they, they did real well together, I thought. They did. Yeah, they really did. Um, yeah, I, there really was so much mystery behind it and so many puzzle pieces to have to put together, um, which I really enjoyed as well. I loved, even before any of the Supernatural stuff happened, the PTA meeting amazing with like Annie getting all fired up Mm -hmm. and yelling the whole like book banning scene and 
And the, I just love that she got that like big scene, you yeah. know, because she yeah. she of course did have a lot to do in the rest of the movie, but I feel like that emotionally was probably really fun. Well, yeah, that and I, I really liked her character because she just no hesitation. Blindly supporting. Supporting her man. Oh, yes. he, you're hearing voices and this is what you got to do? All right. Yeah. You want to build a baseball diamond so ghost baseball players can come play? Cool. Cool. Like, yeah, go ahead. If that's just, what you need to do, that's what you need to do. And like, I loved that. And that was one of my notes too, is that it, it would have been very easy for her to be written as the, um, the nag. what's it called? The nag, but also like the... Um, voice of reason. Yes, thank you. The voice of reason of like, um, my husband's acting crazy. Like I, you know, he's hearing voices. He wants to build a baseball deck, and he's now seeing baseball play. Like it would have been very easy for them to go that route, but to have her be just so blindly supportive of him and be like, whatever you need to do, let's do it. I just, I, I really did love that. Um, I think those. Let me see. Yeah, I think we covered all the notes that I had, and then we talked about the fun facts that I had written down. Do you have any fun facts in front of you? Uh, I, I do have some fun facts, Ooh. but I don't want to step on your fun facts. Oh, no, I'm done. I did I did the, oh, okay, the book cool. one and the Ed Harris one. Were all the right, only two. so one of my, my favorite lines that I caught, and I don't think you caught, um, uh, was when Shoeless Joe was talking about Ty Cobb. Uh, Who is Ty Cobb? What is Ty Cobb? He's a famous baseball player. Okay, sorry. Um... He's not in the movie. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, they just talk about him. Got it. Uh, and I'm going to quote this. Put your earmuffs on. Uh-oh. Uh, none of... Uh, Shoeless Joe Jackson, talking about Ty Cobb's desire to play on the field of dreams, said, none of, uh, none of could stand the son of a, a bitch when he was alive, so we told him to stick it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I laughed because Ty Cobb was... He's a great baseball player, but he was... Uh, Known for being a jerk. He's kind of a jerk, um, but in real life, Shoeless Joe Jackson, who was a real baseball player, yeah. and Ty Cobb were very close friends. Oh. Um, and later in life, when Jackson ran a liquor store in South Carolina, Cobb actually stopped and bought bourbon there. And during the sale, Jackson made no sign of recognition to Cobb until finally Cobb said, for God's sakes, Joe, don't you remember me? And, and Jackson somberly replied, well, sure, I remember you, Ty. I just didn't think anyone wanted to remember me. Aww. Anymore. Yeah. Is that true? That's allegedly true. Um, Shoeless Joe. Yeah. Uh, so the family that owns the farm that Field of Dreams was mm -hmm. shot on mm -hmm. uh, have kept the field and added a small hut with inexpensive souvenirs for sale. And as of 2018, visitors were free to come to the field and play baseball as they please between April and November. Oh my gosh, I love that. Is it really in Iowa or is it somewhere it's else? It's really in Iowa, yeah. That is amazing. I love that they kept the baseball diamond and all of that. That's so cool. Um, the uh, actual Archibald Moonlight Graham. Yeah. Um, uh, there, there is an actual Archibald Moonlight okay. Graham. Um, when Terrence Mann is interviewing people at the bar who mm -hmm. knew the real Doc Graham, yeah, um, they uh, the they found out about the inclusion of Doc Graham's character, and they drove from Chisholm, Minnesota, to Iowa, and the stories that they shared about Doc Graham were all true stories. Wow, yeah. that's cool. I love that. I also thought this whole time that Terrence Mann was an actual author, but he wasn't. He's, a, uh, yeah, he's made he's up. Made up. Um, so this was uh, the last cinema film uh, Burt Lancaster was in. He was 74 at the time of filming. And he played uh, Dr. Moonlight Graham. Wow. That's very cool. Um, it's kind of a reverent type of role to go out on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Do I have any other? Oh, <laughs> Amy Madigan mm -hmm. was offered a job as a bartender at a local bar during filming. The owner had no idea who she was <laughs> and that she was an actress there filming. She should have been like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just bartend on her days off. That's really funny. If you build it, he will come. Voted as the 39th 
Ooh. Greatest movie quote of all so time. So it beat There's the No American Crying in Baseball. Institute. Interesting. I mean, it's a classic. It's a classic line. It is. Um, let's see. Uh, I think that may be my last fun fact of... Uh... Good, because I'm excited for trivia. Are you excited? Are you ready? Um, yeah, let's do it. All right. So I have for you... Um, I have, like we normally do, I have regular trivia. I've got five from each movie, regular trivia. And then we've got a second section this week. And I haven't been doing second sections in a while. So this is our first in a while. Um, and it's a quote game uh, for the second one. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> okay. We did just watch these yesterday. So. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> here we go. Um, the first five are from A League of Their Own. Okay. Number one. What is the first team we see sisters Kit and Dottie playing on? What was the name of that Ooh, team? Ooh, it was a dairy. Yes, it was. I'll give you that. Um, I'll give you that. Does it begin with an L? Yes, it did. Ling- Lukash. Lukash. Yeah. I knew it was a weird name, yeah. but it was a dairy. I Good job. Yeah. You killed it. All right, number two. Who was the next girl picked for the tryout after Kit and Dottie? This is like before the tryouts, but what's his name? Uh, oh, we didn't say. Um, what's his name? Was the recruiter? Oh, John Lovitz. Yes. John Lovitz was the recruiter. Yes. Um, Iconic oh, voice. it was Marla, wasn't yes, it? Yes, Marla. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I know we talked a little bit about her, but her arc is amazing. Yeah, it's great. Amazing. And then we see her getting married. Like, I just mm-hmm. love it. Um, okay. Number three. Please name three players. Don't look at it in front of you because you have I don't, a laptop. I, don't, I still have filter dreams. Okay. Have. Please name three players on the Rockford Peaches other than Kit and Dottie. Ooh, Marla. Okay. Betty Spaghetti. Cool. Ellen Sue. Good job. Very nice. I would have also taken um, May, Doris, Shirley, Helen, etc. Good job. Number four. Marla gets drunk and sings a song in the bar. What song was it? Ooh. It was you? Close. Same vibe. Yeah. You want me to tell you? Yeah, because I was not familiar with the song. Oh, I, I definitely was. It had to be you. It had to be it you. It had to be you. Wonderful you. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought of. Yeah. That's what she, I thought I, mean, I was saying. She No, you said it was you. But that's what I thought the song okay. was. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, she, to her credit, sang it very slowly. <laughs> and like, her cadence was very weird. So well, um, She was drunk. She was drunk. Um, number. And this is a live band, so. True. Number five, this is the last one before we move on to Field of Dreams. Who did the Peaches play in their very first World Series game at the very end? The Racing Bells. Very good. Racing Bells. Good job. All right, moving on to Field of Dreams. Number one, what state is the majority of this movie set in? I guess I'd say Iowa. Yeah. Even though I feel like they are in other states for quite some bit. I mean, that's true, but the basis of the story is in Iowa. Iowa. Um, I did not have this as one of the quotes, but I did love the, is this heaven? No, this this is is Iowa. Iowa. (laughs) No, this is Patrick. (laughs) No, this is Patrick. (laughs) If you know, you know. Okay. Number two. How many guys did Shoeless Joe bring back to play after his first time on the field? Uh, He brought seven more. Good job. Uh, Because he said there were eight of us. Yep. Very good. Very good. Number three. There is a man trying to buy the land from Ray. How is he related to the family? Brother-in-law. Good. Ray's brother-in-law. It's it's Annie's, Annie's brother. Brother. Yep. Very good. Very good. Number four. What book? And he's a ginger, and it makes me sad. I know. I meant to ask oh you about that. Yeah, I didn't want to mention it, but yeah. uh, why we gotta be mean guys? In fact, I feel like that's a thing too. In a what? lot of things, redheaded villains. Redheaded villains. Like who? Like I what? don't know. I just feel maybe it's South Park. They they hate oh. on gingers a lot. Okay. And yeah, and then I mean I just feel like there's so much ginger hate, and we don't need to make gingers well, the bad guys. We'll save it for the redheaded episode because it's coming. Oh so. yeah, I forgot we're doing one. Of these. <laughs> we got to figure out when because we've got the next several weeks we, planned. I think we have the rest of the year planned. Yeah, basically. Um, um, okay, so this might be a little bit hard. What book is in talks to be banned during the PTA meeting? What is the book called? Ooh. 
I'd be shocked if you know. I, yeah, I, I remember looking at it mm-hmm. and thinking to myself, I should remember that, but I didn't. <laughs> but um, I didn't. It's not like a... It's not real. I mean, Terrence Mann is not a real author, so it's not oh, a real book. Oh, a Terrence Mann book? Yes. Well, okay. that's the whole thing. Well, then it's not real. Yeah. Um, the River Deep. Listen, same vibes. The Boat Rocker. Maybe you get half a point. I want to get some credit <laughs> that I was aquatic with it, at least. Like, I feel like that gives me some You're in the similar themes. Yeah, okay. All right, um, last one, and then we move on to the second section. What year did Ray travel back to when he met Moonlight Grand? I knew you were going to ask this. He saw uh, it on the license plate. He saw it on the license plate. Uh, 72? Yes! Good job, 1972. Very nice. You're killing this. All right, last section is quote, and it has been so lovingly named. There's no quoting in baseball, uh-huh. Very nice. except Very in, in my case there is. So, <laughs> um, all right. So what I'm going to do is I have eight quotes for you here, and okay. you're going to have to tell me whether or not this quote is from Field of Dreams or A League of Their Own. Got it. Okay. Number one, you want to have a catch. Field of Dreams. Very good. I did love that. Yeah. That was with his dad at the end. You want to have a catch? Oh, my heart. Um, good job. Number two. It's supposed to be hard. If it wasn't hard, everyone would do it. The hard is what makes it great. Field of Dreams. It's actually a league of their own. own. It's Tom Hanks's advice to Gina Davis. Okay. Um, Number three, you stink. You're lousy. You're only the best player in the league. Yeah, it's got to be league of their own. Yeah, league of their own. Good job. Number four, any game becomes important when you know and love the players. They're both baseball movies. That's why I made it hard. Yeah, that's a tough one. Uh, League of Their Own. Field of Dreams. Field of Dreams. Yeah, I think it was the Shoeless Joe quote. Oh, okay. Um, okay, number five. The only thing we had in common was that she was from Iowa, and I had once heard of Iowa. Uh, yeah, that's Field of Dreams. Yeah, I was going to be like, that's not a trick question. Yeah. I just really loved that quote. I just thought it was so funny. And I had once heard of Iowa. Um, okay, number six. Okay, let's make like a bread truck and haul buns. That's got to be Leader. Yes, Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> um, okay, number seven. Getting thrown out of baseball was like having part of me amputated. Leader. Field of Dreams. Oh, she was joking. Yeah. Because Jimmy Dugan was also thrown out of baseball. Which, which yeah. Is what, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Last one. Listen, that might have been a ball yesterday. It might have been a ball last week, but this is today and I'm calling it a strike. Leave their own. Gosh, I just <laughs> you got know what? none of that right. It's okay because you really did well on the first two sections. So I'll give it to you. The quotes were just an extra. Okay. Um, but good job. Overall, grand, grand, grand slam, if you will. That's baseball, right? Yeah. Good job. Good <laughs> Thanks. Job. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so before we go, what... Would you rank the four baseball movies that... Ooh, like um, from best to worst? Yeah. Oh my gosh. <gasps> I'm not prepared. Okay. I'm going to go... Okay, so from like my most favorite to least. I'm going to go... This is hard. I'm going to throw you here. I'm going to say Sandlot. League of Their Own. Rookie of the Year, Field of Dreams. Okay. What about you? Sandlot, Rookie of the Year, Field of Dreams. Okay. Nice. Nice. Are you surprised I said Sandlot before? Field of Dreams are like neck and neck. Yeah. Because I appreciate more, like, the reason Field of Dreams slightly edited out is because I like the mystery and supernatural bit. Sure, sure. Mm -hmm. But there is substantially more baseball in League, League of Their, their Own, own for and sure. It's, and it's better in that aspect. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Are you surprised I put Sandlot in front of League of Their Own? 
No, because it is unequivocally better. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it is. It is a good movie. But I love I love League of Their Own for what it is, and I always will. Rockford, Rockford Peaches for life. Um, okay, well, that ends oh, our... Di- oh, quickly. I forgot to mention. She threw that game on purpose, and I don't appreciate it. Oh, I was going to ask you about the end of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, okay, for those of you that are not familiar, or if it has been a long time since you have seen A League of Their Own, the entire um, overarching theme of this movie, because it is through Gina Davis's eyes, um, she and her sister are always kind of at odds when it comes to baseball. Gina Davis's character is has always been looked at as the star of the baseball team. She's better. Of the family, of the everything. She is, quote, better. And Kit... Her heart is in it more. I mean, Gina Davis's character did not... I mean, I, I keep wanting to say Gina Davis. Dottie did not even want to play at the beginning. Like, she didn't even want to go. Um, but Kit is the one who persuaded her. And then Dottie ended up being, like, the star. And Kit always resented her for it. And blah, 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 blah. So at the end, they play each other. Their teams play each other in the World Series. And um, they are against each other. Um Kit and Dottie play against each other. Kit is the pitcher, and Dottie um, was at bat, I think, right? No, she's catcher. Oh, she was the catcher. That's right. That's Kit right. hit the ball, was running around, and then plowed into Dottie, who had the ball and at, at home, and she dropped the ball, which means she's safe. She dropped it on purpose because she so felt Kit would win. that she was so much better than her little sibling. Mm-hmm. She was like... Uh, Let's give her this Let's one. Let's give her this one. Yeah. And well, she was wrong for it. Okay. I definitely understand. I definitely understand. But the entire movie was Dottie besting Kit. And so I feel like... I in, wouldn't say besting. Well, she was better than her. She's just better. Yeah. It's not like you're not getting bested. You, no, well, that's true. There's just someone better at the thing than you are. That's true. That's true. It's not like she was doing any of it on purpose. She was just a better player. I definitely understand that. But I, and I told him this last night from the perspective of an older sister, which I am, I completely understand. I'm an older understand. sibling too. I completely understand. No. And because from like. Because guess what? Now you just broke the heart of your entire team. Well, that's so true. So you took your sister's feelings into consideration who by the way is a brat the entire yeah, movie she really is she so really now is. you're just allowing her brattiness yeah. to win yeah like, that's true that's very true i can't agree with that for sure for sure um that's yeah. also one of the reasons why it was slightly below field of dreams for me okay because the attitudes well it just <laughs> I don't know. Just the, come on, no. Win the game. You you know you dropped it on purpose. If I may, there's no crying in baseball. There's no crying in baseball. <laughs> I get it. I definitely understand. I meant to ask you about that, so I'm glad that we talked about it. All right. So all right. So we are done with our baseball series for the year. I had a lot of fun with this. I'm excited. Um, there's plenty more baseball movies we can yeah. get to. Uh, maybe next season we'll do another couple of baseball movies. Sure. Um, but uh, October is spooky times, and, and you know what that means. It's Alyssa's favorite time of year, and also Dalton's. Well, well, Christmas is yours. Christmas is my favorite holiday. Yeah, but the spooky times are great because yes. of horror movies. Yes, and we so, are doing something similar to what we did last year for our Halloween series, in that I got to pick two. And Dalton got to pick two, so we are alternating. Well, two episodes. So yes. it could be several movies. In fact, the first one that we are going to be doing is going to be a bunch of movies. Yes. Now, we're not necessarily going to watch all no. of these before um, next, uh, we're just gonna the chat next about one them. we talk about. We're going to watch a few of them. Um, but specifically, we are going to be talking about the DCOM um, I don't really want to call them horror movies. No, they're just Halloween they're not movies. Horror movies, but they're like considered Halloween movies. Yes, DCOM for those at home are Disney Channel original movies, and so we are talking Disney about Disney movies that just appeared on Disney Channel. Right. Um, we're talking about the classic ones though, because there are some Halloween movies that came out, you know, that recently that we are not 
privy our to. Our childhood. Yes. Our childhood um, DCOM Halloween movies. Last, last year we talked about the Halloween Town movies, mm-hmm. so we won't be discussing them. Um, Although they are elite. They're the best yes. of the ones, but 100%. that's why they got their own episode. Yes, exactly. Um, so we're going to be talking about the likes of Under Wraps. Yes. Um, Mom's Got Mom's a Day with a Vampire. vampire. Uh, Phantom of the Megaplex. Yes! Oh, we got to watch that one. Can of Worms. And I, see, I'm not familiar with that one. Also, Don't Look Don't Under, look the, under bed. the Bed. was my favorite. Oh, oh, we got a lot to talk about. We got a so, lot to talk about. Uh, join us next week. Um, next week, we will give away the rest of October. Yes, um, super excited about that. Yes. And I like the the fact that we've been doing double features, like this baseball series, yeah, us doing double it's, features it's is kind of cool. Um, some movies we can probably squeeze one out of, but I yeah. like them when we do uh, like the double features because it gives a... Uh, I feel like we can talk about each one. And it's fun to compare. You yes, know, it's nice. Yes. It's very Like cool. the Sandlot and the Rookie of the Year. Yeah. Like two kids' movies... Same year. They go hand in hand. Go hand in hand. Like, yeah. Great, great stuff. So, For sure. Uh, yeah, we're going to be doing some more of that come this Halloween season. I'm so excited. Oh, my gosh. Next time we talk to you, it will officially be spooky season, a.k.a. my birthday month, and I'm very excited about it. All right, y'all. So come on back for that. Um, Other than that, in the meantime, follow us over on the Magic Fandom Podcast. We've always got fun stuff going on over there. Um, Other than that, do you have anything else? That's all I got. Alrighty, I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your week. Bye-bye now, y'all. Bye.